You are listening to the Echo Church Podcast, and we are on a mission of rescue and restoration into a vibrant and fulfilled life. How's everyone's Sunday going? How good was worship? That was great. I enjoy listening. These guys do an awesome job. Uh, And how about Sean Fagan's suit? Did anybody enjoy that? He missed the sweat suit, and he just went for the suit, and he might have been a little sweaty in that suit, I assume. Um, This is our first Echo Live podcast. Do we have any podcast listeners in the house? Did anybody recognize that intro? Well, welcome to the first live one. Um, Here's what's going to happen is we have five incredible experts um, here with us to share knowledge from their year. Who's looking forward to that? I am, that's for sure. Um, so we're going we're gonna to hear from them. They each have a word. Uh, it's, so, it's so good to hear, and it's so fascinating because you hear how everything kind of um, blends together and how there's a, a theme, even though they didn't even talk about it beforehand. So this is going to be really good. Before we do that, though, if you've listened to the podcast, you might uh, remember that we like to have a little bit of fun before uh, we get to the message. Uh, and so typically... I'll run around, in the, run around in the lobby, and we'll, we'll hear some thoughts from folks, and uh, we chop it up and make a, a little humor, but I thought we would instead do this live. I don't know how this is going to go. Um, I thought we'd find some Echo regular attendees to chat to about New Year's resolutions. Um, let's see here. Who would be a good person to talk to? Tom, you've been on the podcast before. Um, do you, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I have, funny enough. Okay. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you know, I have, I have a few thoughts about my uh, New Year's resolution. You know, I've been getting asked that a lot lately. Look out for the chords there, Austin. Sure, take the stage. Yeah, yeah thanks. Um, <clears throat> but I've been getting asked a lot about what my uh, New Year's resolution for 2020 is. And, uh, you know, I've been thinking about it, and I, I can't come up with anything, with anything. And I think it's because I don't have any 2020 vision. Oh. There we go. I know, that's a little softball for you. Anyway, it's uh, good to be back on the podcast here. Yep, take a um, seat. Yep. It's, thank you. Uh, if you. If you've listened before, you've maybe heard uh, me guest host uh, to rave reviews. And uh, I've been hearing a lot like, when are you going to be back on that podcast? We're really getting sick of, of Cordy. And I'm like, I know, I know, hang in there. So really want to thank Cordy for uh, letting me uh, host this here today. Yeah. And... Um, I guess what we're going to have is five guests talking about uh, the, the past year, and they each have a, a word, apparently. So I think first we're going to have Samantha, uh, Pastor Sam, and her word apparently is birth, which I'm um, excited to see where you go, go with that one. But I'm a little nervous about next year when she talks about her year for 2020, which is afterbirth. Oh. So, you know, so... Boo. Looking forward to that one. Um, and then Shoals are up, right? Yeah, so somehow they got the both of them to be up there instead of just, you know, one person kind of broke the rules. So they, their word is, is community, um, which they're only using so that they can both be up there. Because I heard that Dexter asked to be up there with Sam, and Andy and Christy told him, uh, absolutely not. So I, mean, I can't, can't blame them, really, but anyway, who's next? Isaac? Isaac is up next. His word, uh, when they asked, they said, Isaac, what's your word for 2019? And he looked at them with a blank stare for a while, and he said, words. 
is his word. It's creative. So that's, oh yeah, a lot of, lot of brain power. That reminds me of when I asked my, my two-year-old uh, the other day, what was her favorite part of, of Christmas? And she said, Christmas. So, you know, we're doing good there, Isaac. Uh, and then last, Christy is coming up. Can't wait for her. Should be a barn burner. I think her word is anticipation. Uh, and, and from what I understand, she's going to come up and to kind of to, uh, drive that point home, she's going to just kind of sit and mull around up here for like five minutes or so. Uh, so while she's doing that, when she gets up on stage, feel free to head out, uh, get a coffee, go to the bathroom or something. Uh, you have my permission. But, uh, yeah, it should be a great I think we've had enough. Uh, ladies and well, gentlemen, this is our rogue, sarcastic comedian, Tom yeah. Fleslin. Well, it's good to be here. Good Thank be you for the home. introduction. Thank you. Uh, at this time, let's have our panel of experts come on up. It's great to have you all to the first Echo Live podcast. Oh, boy. This is going to be fun. Um, so each person is going to spend about five minutes explaining their word. They have a scripture. Uh, we're going to ask some questions. Um, there's going to be a little music. This is going to be fun. Who's excited for the first live podcast? All right. Let's get into it. First guest, Samuel. Hello, Cordania. Thank you. <laughs> um, uh, okay, so as you guys know, uh, Miss Pastor Christie here is quite the artist. And if you don't know, now, now you know. Uh, she's quite talented. And when I was asked to talk today about a word on 2019, I kept coming back to this beautiful piece of artwork that she had made me at the beginning of the year. And I knew that... Well, first of all, I've, I, I've never been much for New Year's resolutions. I don't know. I, I like, I, maybe it's the commitment thing. I don't know. I, I'm like, no, I'm good. Um, or theme words um, or sparkling water. Uh, but then I moved to Minnesota, and you can't live here without loving LaCroix, apparently. And now my two-year-old demands it daily, mostly on Sundays, because she knows that Echo provides for their children. Um, but anyway, um, as I was thinking about this, this theme word to bring focus in, I knew that you know, we, we were going to be going through some changes as a family. We had just found out we were pregnant. Hey, hey. Um, <laughs> We knew we were going to be helping um, Andy and Christy with this crazy dream and vision of Echo Church and Echo Kids. Dexter, my, my husband, he's the one usually stands in this general area, tall, blonde, voice of an angel, ginger beard, guitar. Sweatpants blonde. are too short today because I put them in the dryer. Sorry, babe. Um, so that's Dexter. Um, he, unfortunately, he had uh, just lost his job due to the company having to close its doors and then just a few weeks later, injured himself so he couldn't even continue in that line of work. So we were definitely at a crossroads of sorts, <laughs> and there was reason to um, maybe fear and, and worry of what was going to come in 2019, um, but I, I chose to, to focus on the good. I wanted to focus on the joy. I wanted to lean into God and know that he could provide for us beyond what we could see beyond our current circumstance. Um, for those that don't know, I'm a dancer, been dancing my whole life. Um, it's always been a part of my life. I also knew I wanted to do more with that platform in 2019. So I settled on Create, which um, I have a, oh, it was already, you guys saw it, Create. It was cute, the picture, posted on Instagram, right? Um, yeah, 
People liked it. They supported. Um, and, you know, looking back, we did. We totally, we created in 2019. I mean, we have a beautiful baby boy. We have this amazing church family. Uh, we have an incredible kids program with awesome volunteers. Dex is at a great job with a great company. I mean, come on, we, we created some awesome things. Um, but when I look at that, that beautiful picture, it doesn't quite capture the year. It doesn't quite get the, the messy and the ugly that went along with it. Because when you create something from nothing, things get messy. <laughs> things get ugly. I've, I've had two pregnancies and two births, and my husband can attest, things get ugly. Um, but but you, don't, you don't focus on that. I mean, you, you, you feel the pregnancy pains. You feel the labor pains. Um, you're in the mess. You're on your knees. You know, you're at times distraught, <laughs> um, but you know that God is good and God is faithful, and you, you lean in on that, and you hold on to what's going to be on the other side of that pain. So so birth, we landed on birth as our um, word for this year, and um, I I love that it just kind of captures that, that endurance and that suffering that sometimes has to go along um, with when you have big dreams and big visions and want to create something something new in your life. Um, and it brings me back to uh, John 16 in the Bible where uh, Jesus is talking to his disciples and he's explaining to them that, you know, he's going to have to bounce for a little bit, that it's been, it's been amazing. They've had good times. They're, they're doing awesome, but they're going to have to endure some painful uh, times. They're going to have a lot of confusion, um, but to basically hold fast because he has to leave in order for them to receive something so much greater than what they already had. Like they thought what was in front of them was good and they had no idea <laughs> what was about to come. Um, so specifically at John 16, 33, he says, I have told you all this that you may have peace in me. Here on this earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. And that's just such, such a great word for, for when life just sucks a little bit, <laughs> when things hit you that you just, you never saw coming. And I just, I want to encourage all of you that if, if that you're in that mess right now, if you're in the ugly, if, you know, you just look at what's in front of you and you're like, how, how is any of this good? Know that. God is there to make it good. He can take anything and make it beautiful. He can create um, uh, something beautiful from your situation. And you don't know who, who's going to be affected about, by it. Not just you, but those around you, your friends and your family. And great things can come. Yeah. Come on. Give it up. So what you're saying is that the fight is worth it at the end of the day. To keep, to keep on fighting. Shoals. What's your word? Well, I just want to say, Sam, thanks for being so vulnerable in that. That's awesome to share all that stuff. And there's no, there's no like masked faces. Like if you notice with Andy and Christy, things are pretty, pretty transparent. So let's be transparent ourselves. So yeah, let's be transparent. Um, <laughs> our word is community, but we didn't get there easily. Uh, no. I wanted to use a different word. And so here we she are. She had using her his word. word. I, no, no, no. It was not my word. <laughs> it was supposed to be our word. <laughs> I, I was trying, no, yeah, whatever. Anyways, we're here talking about community. Well, I was fearless, about fearless fearless was her word, and it was a great word. And I said, why don't we just use that after we talked about this and maybe talk loudly about it for a little bit. And now Jamie's going to do her own podcast episode. She's just going to do a deep dive it. into fearless Come and on. let us all know on the podcast. That's what I'm feed. saying. 
I grab conquered your phone, a lot of fear this subscribe. year. True. Carry on. But as a couple, so a lot of you know our story. If you don't, there's a short video on the website, Facebook. I'm not exactly sure, but you can find it. We can find it for you. Um, it tells our story, the kind of long and short of, of why we're here. But the very quick synopsis is Scott was fine, and the next day we went to the ER, and he was in kidney failure and in need of a transplant. So, ooh, Bring on the I, tears. I, Come I on. I got through the last service. I can do this one, too. Um, so, anyways, we found ourselves um, in a whole lot of sickness for about a year and a half. And then um, through uh, that, uh, in the doctor's appointment, and they basically said the desert is not a good place for you. We were living in Phoenix, Arizona, nine months ago. Um, and so we decided it was time to come home, and we wanted to be near family. And, and the biggest thing, though, is that we really wanted um, to be in a community and in a place that put Jesus at the center. Yes. And Andy and Christy were walking through um, a season in their lives where they were searching for some things too. And, and they were two people who we knew and had watched. We've known them for 20 years. Um, we've watched them do life and do community in the most real way. And we wanted to be a part of that. And it, God in his graciousness allowed us to come and to be a part of it. And for the last nine months, we have lived in, never lived in a richer more deep community than we have. Literally, the people that we do life with daily are family. Mm. And our family is here also, but um, there's just something different about the, the people who uh, you do life with every day. And so. And we had a really cool neighborhood in Phoenix, and I, I miss our neighbors. I loved our neighborhood. We had a really cool community there. But what we're really speaking to is kind of that faith community, right? The people that you can be really transparent with, right? Like, let your mess out and just know that people will be okay with it. So, uh, What's the phrase that uh, you're, you're similar to the five friends that you spend the most time around? Oh, that's Something good. Like that. That's a good reminder. Yeah, and, and we had great people around us. It's just, we wanted, we wanted people that had ministry at heart and ministry at the focus. So, like, even when I think about the people that are up here with us, like, Isaac is a fireman and has ministry at heart, right? Yeah. Sam, dancer, ministry at heart. Christy, hairstylist, ministry at heart. Scott Jr., that's like, that's our heart. So it was, uh, it's really cool to be a part of. Cordy, Ministry of Heart. World, wonderful musician, podcast superstar, and golf influencer, in case you guys didn't know. That's the truth. That's really one of his jobs. Uh, okay, so I'm going to talk a little bit about, or I'm going to read some scripture uh, from Acts 2. And basically when the church starts in Acts 2, Jesus has, has headed up to heaven and basically left the Holy Spirit for us like Sam talked about, and now... It's kind of what's next. So yeah, this is the, the beginning of the church. It says, they spent their time together learning from the apostles, and they were like family to each other. They also broke bread and prayed together. Everyone was amazed by the many miracles and wonders that the apostles worked. All the Lord's followers often met together like this, and they shared everything they had. They would sell their property and possessions and give the money to whoever was in need. Day after day, they met together in the temple. They broke bread together in different homes and shared their food happily and freely while praising God. Now listen to this next part. Everyone liked them, and each day the Lord added to their group uh, others who are being saved. That everyone liked them part, I just, I don't always feel like everybody likes the church people. Let's be people that everybody likes, you know? Let's be, let's be light, let's be love, let's be those things. So anyway, so that's the, the beginning of the church. So what Jamie and I decided when, we when I finally, I guess, got my way, that we talked about community was... Uh, that we would, there's kind of three things that led he to community for us. His way. It's not true. We all, if anybody's met my wife, you know that that is not always the case. It might be plenty of time, but it ain't always. 
so we found that three things really mattered to us when it came to community. And one was, in our faith community, remember kind of stressing that part, one is be consistent. Show up. Hang out with us. I don't know about anybody else, but if I meet you one time and I meet you again four weeks later, you might as well be a new person. I'm kind of starting from scratch again a lot of times. But the second week I meet you, I might never know your name. But the third week, I got a better chance. And the fourth week, you guys know how it is when you meet somebody. And you get, so I feel like consistency is a really important part of that. Uh, another thing that we found to be really important when it came to community was serving, getting involved. There's a super cool group of people that I hang out with every Sunday morning. We get here at 645, and we set up a lot of this stuff. Today was a little different because we got to leave some of it up. But the setup team is one of my favorite groups. And it's crazy. While you're hauling canisters full of stuff and unloading stuff, you get to really do life with people. You get to really talk about what's going on. You get to really be engaged with them. And then the third thing we found to really lead to our, to our kind of spiritual community and our, our faith community was being in table communities, being in small groups with people. Um, we have a Monday morning Bible study that a bunch of us go to and sit at Chick-fil-A and eat free breakfast and talk about Jesus. And uh, Isaac's house, they open up their house. We get to hang out with their group. Uh, they have an Enneagram group. There's just these amazing table communities uh, that are, are just huge to our kind of growth. Which start again, we kick off again the first Monday of February, day after Super Bowl. So come on. Cordy, where can we find that? Uh, on the website, there's a tab that says groups. You can learn all about it there. If you're a golf influencer, too, it's also the Waste Management Open weekend, if that helps at all for anybody else. Me and wow. You. Perfect. There's Me not and you, a lot but. of golf influencers in the room. We like to add our golf jokes in every time Scott and I get the chance. <laughs> no, that's awesome. If somebody's listening to this and they're super inspired, they want to get plugged in, they see serving as a way, um, who do they talk to? What do they do? How are the next steps to start that journey of building community? Um, you can talk to any, any one of us um, out at the info table. You can fill out a connect card. That's a great way for you to connect with us. If you're new to the church, I don't think it was brought up earlier. Sorry, Austin. But um, just grab the connect oh. card and fill it out. Leave it out at the info table. We will connect with you. But this, the best way to get plugged in and to get to know people is on the Setup and Teardown team. I know it sounds show super. It's yeah, awesome. you can just show up, 645. Um, it is super fun. It sounds like, I don't want to do that. It doesn't sound fun. fun. I totally get it. We I know what's going through your head. Isaac does most of the heavy lifting, and we just hang out and drink coffee and we have fun. We got any fun. setup Amen. folks here? Who's here? Who's the setup team in here? Oh, anybody? Oh, in the back? One, I love it. Woo! It, it looks like we got some more folks who want to do it. That's right. There's, there's a lot Volunteers, of I see it. Awesome. Do you have something else? Well, that, I just want to make sure we got the connect card piece out there. Awesome. We love you, buddy. We love you, Austin. Love you, Austin. Good job, Austin. All right. Community. Let's turn it to Mr. Isaac Mullen. <clears throat> so if there's a spectrum of creativity, Christy's on the far end and being really talented, and on the other opposite end of that spectrum is myself. <laughs> Words. <laughs> I, I'm like, Andy, it's totally lame, but man, the content is just gold. <laughs> like, you're going to knock your socks off, right? So words. Um, man, if... If you read Proverbs, that is the book of wisdom in the Old Testament, right? Um, and, and James could easily be considered the book of wisdom in the New Testament. And, and can I just put out a shameless plug? Men, if, if you don't read the Bible, you should. And if you don't even have a clue of where to start or what it means, just start reading Proverbs. There's uh, Read a chapter a day and you'll finish it in a month. And, and then if you get bored with that, jump into James. And... 
our, our lives would be changed if we had men who knew Proverbs and James in and out and applied that to their life. Like, it, yeah, absolutely. Like, like men who have an active faith and are seeking God and seeking God's word, will, you will change and you will change the people around you for the better. And I, I wholeheartedly believe in that. So men, please read Proverbs. It is wisdom. We're, we're dumb. We're thick-headed. We need wisdom. Please read Proverbs, right? So James, he talks about words, right? James 3, 4, uh, third chapter, he starts talking about controlling your tongue, um, and, and I'm just going to say the Isaac paraphrase of 3 verse 4, our words are the rudder of our life. Our words are the rudder of our life. I love paddle sports. I love um, canoeing, uh, paddle boarding, kayaking, saltwater, freshwater, uh, whitewater rafting. I love paddling, right? I just love being active. Um, it, and I can sit in the back of my 18-foot canoe, and I will use my paddle as a rudder, and I can take the biggest, strongest dude who benches like 500, he's in the 1,000-pound club with just two lifts, and I will say, you're my motor, sit in front and paddle as hard as you can. And I can direct that canoe in the back with, with, with kind of ease with my paddle as a rudder, right? And our words are the same way. Like if your rudder is not carrying you in the direction that you want to go, you're sunk, man. You're, you're not getting there. And it's the same with our words. If your words are not carrying you in the direction that you want your life to go, it's not going to happen, right? So our thoughts, our thoughts, man, they're so powerful. And like the battlefield of mind is real. And that's a whole different like thing to dive into. But our thoughts become our words. Words become our actions. Our actions become our habits. Our habits will be our character and our character determines our destiny, right? There's this progression there, right? And there's so much that, that, that God wants to do in your thought life and the battlefield of mind, but let's just focus on words because words have power, right? And if you don't think they do, husbands, just do this. Call your wife beautiful 100 times, but call her ugly once, right? And you will quickly realize the power of words, right? And all the guys are like, oh, no, no. this crazy guy up front, <laughs> you're beautiful, <laughs> right? So, words have power, okay? Even, even the secular world recognizes that, right? It's not just uh, like spiritual people. It's not just Christian people. It's not just the church, right? It's not just the word of God telling you that words are powerful. Like people who don't even believe in, in the existence of God recognize that words are powerful, right? Navy SEALs do this. I, I, I'm not serving in the military, but I'm fascinated by um, people in the military who push the limits. Like, my dad was a reef, uh, recon Marine. Um, he's got crazy stories. I grew up with that, right? I love reading about Navy SEALs. They go to BUDS training. That's where the professional warriors, seasoned men of combat, come back and put the new guys through living hell to prepare them for combat. And, and they talk about one of the most important strategies is controlling your words and what you say to yourself and what you speak out loud. Because in, the brain, in your brain, you might be thinking, this is horrible, I'm cold, I'm hungry, I'm tired, this is awful, this is torture, I want to quit. But they say, as soon as you vocalize that negative thought, you give power to that thought with a physical word coming out of your mouth, you will quit. They talk about... Um, they're in the surf with their buddy. They hear them say, I quit. 
and like a minute later, they get up and walk out of the surf and go ring a bell on shore, and then they're done. They quit. They're out. Finito. No more of them, right? There's other people like UFC fighters, MMA, people who push it to the limit, right? They know the power of words, and they're not even saying like this out of like holy scripture, right? They're not even applying that. They're just saying words have power, and they, they determine what will happen in our lives, Okay, so, um, and I think there's certain things that we should eliminate out of our vocabulary, out of our life, things like always and never, because you're going to make a hypocrite out of yourself, right? Um, I can't. You just sealed your own fate, right? Like, you just shot yourself in the foot when you gave up, and you said, I can't. Impossible. You just killed creative thinking in your life, and instead of impossible, it's, well, how? How can I conquer this? How can I accomplish this? I love fitness. I'm in a difficult workout. I, it's not say, I can't do this. I'm going to give up. It's like, no, I, I say out loud, let's do this. One more rep. Let's go, right? There are power in your words. You can motivate yourself. You can motivate the people around you. And, and here's the thing. It's, this is not just positivity. This is not just self-help, right? We have the very word of God, right, that we can speak out loud into our situations, into our scenarios, you can speak life into people. Proverbs 18.21 says the power of life and death is in words. Words have power. And, and it's not just about um, a list of do's and don'ts. It's not just this, I shouldn't say this. But instead, let's, let's flick it around and, and, and start thinking of how we can be proactive with our words. Right? When we start arming ourselves with, with encouragement and we see um, something good in someone. Like when I, see my four, when I hear my four-year-old pray. I'm like, yes, Eli, you did great. I'm so proud of you. That's exactly what I want from you, right? When you see someone at work who's being selfless, who goes above and beyond, you commend that. And, and, and it's, it's now I'm armed with this arsenal of, of life-giving words, speech that can change your destiny. The words that you say about yourself concerning yourself, but it's the words you say about people around you. Words will impact your destiny. They will impact the destiny of the people around you. They will impact the destiny of Echo Church, right? And, and it begins with knowing the power of our words. And again, it's not self-help. It's not positivity. It, it is, it is God-breathed. You start putting in the words of God into you, they will, they will change your thoughts. Your, your thought pattern will change and your words that you physically speak will change. How many times in 2019 in a brand new church do we have the chance to say, oh, this is impossible. This is too hard. We can't do this. No, 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 no. Man, God has a plan. He has a purpose. He wanted to do something in your life. And that's why you're sitting here right now, right? Because we were willing to say, ah, no, that's not impossible. Man, it's a heavy trailer. There's tons of stuff to get in the morning. But how can we do it? How, how will people be involved? How will people uh, dedicate themselves to a different cause? And you know what we say when we wake up? It's not like, ah, it's 6.45, I got to get up to church. It's, no, man, we're, we're busy. We are about the work of God. We've got stuff to do. We've got a mission. We've got purpose. Let's get after it, right? And so you flick this switch. And that's what I want us to do in 2020. It is charging ahead. We are moving forward. And I'm excited to see what God is going to do through you, right? And I want to identify it and use my words to speak life into that. Come on. Words, 2020. Come on. That was good stuff. That was a good word. Christy. Pastor Isaac Mullen. He was a youth pastor, still is, right? Oh, yeah. 
All right, so every year I pick a word. I've been doing this for probably six or seven years now, and I just like the simplicity of really going into reflection after the Christmas season of what I want my year to look like in the next year. And I think a lot of times it's easy to rush through. And so last year, as I was wrapping up 2018, I was ending a year that was the hardest year of my life. And I, Andy and I had decided a month before the new year that we were going to be planting a church. And so as I picked my word, immediately I knew the word was going to be anticipation. And I had posted a picture with my word and I wrote on December, December 30th of last year, I said, every year I pick a word to describe my focus, heart, and dreams, and goals. This year will be a year of chasing God, allowing God to shape us and refine us. 2019 will be a year of breakthrough, chasing the unknown, and trusting. We are created on purpose for your purpose. Use me, Lord. And if I'm being completely transparent, as I clung on to the word anticipation, I knew that there was big things ahead. I knew that planting a church was way bigger than Andy and I. I knew that we needed a community. I knew that we, whatever our words were, our heart was, was going to limit us. And so I needed to rely on God and the people around me to do something like planting a church. 2018 was the hardest year of my life for many reasons. I found myself about halfway into the year in the deepest spell of depression and anxiety that I experienced since I was a teenager. And I spent at least half the year crying for over six hours a day, no exaggeration. And I felt broken, I felt rejected, I felt alone, even though I was surrounded by people that I knew that loved me. I felt a lack of hope. I was embarrassed. I just was going through so many different things and I knew that I had to go through it in order to be propelled into my next step. And so as we were ending the year and we were at this crossroads, Andy and I, of what are we gonna do? What's our next step? I just felt like there's no way we could plant a church. There's no way that we could stay in our city or do this, like be in a middle school and set up and tear down every single Sunday. But God had a different plan for us. Because I think a lot of times it's easy to look at pastors or maybe you don't know us well and you're like, well, you guys are Andy and Christy. You can do it. You're a pastor. But we have had no training beyond this past year of how to do it. And we're ordinary. We're normal people. But God had a huge plan for us. And we always use the term backburner dreams. And what we mean by that is that for years, planting a church was on our backburner of our stove, if you envision a stove, and it was simmering, and we knew it was there, and we would go visit friends at a church, and we'd say, what if we started a church someday? What if we moved, or what if we created this campus, or what if we do this thing? And then God, I just felt like we'd say, well, not now, or we'd come up with every reason. And so when we decided in the first week of November, when we had this crazy God week, and we'll share all about it if you want to hear about it, but God calling us to our city, calling us to Echo, we knew we couldn't do it alone because it wasn't our own strength. And there's a quote that I love by Pastor Craig Rochelle, and it says, what if honestly acknowledging your doubts is your first step toward building a deeper faith? What if embracing your secret questions opens the door for maturing knowledge of God's character? And looking at that, I had found, I had listened to this sermon last fall, and I listened to it a couple times in a row because I had so many doubts. I had so many fears, and I knew that I needed to give them to God to surrender, and I needed to go through all of that to get to where we're at now. 
And so I'm here with you this morning, and we say it all the time when we're joking, but like we're living the dream. Like it's not easy, but this is a dream come true. And that we, we're not a special church that stands out. You know, we're not like better than any other church in the city, but we have something really awesome here, and we just want to be vibrant. We want to live a fulfilled life. And I don't know what you're facing, or maybe you're in the thick of trials or in the valleys, but God has something really big for you. And there's, he's going to propel you into something bigger, that there's purpose in the pain, that there's purpose in the grief, and that we want to help you. We want to activate you. And so look at this next year, and maybe you've never claimed a word for your year or claimed a scripture, but just look at God's word and ask questions like, what do you want for me? And what can I do? There's a scripture that I love that says, look at the nations and watch and be utterly amazed for I'm going to do something in your days that you would not believe even if you were told. Because one year ago, I could have never imagined this moment and now we're living it every single day. And so just look ahead and be present in the moment to thank God for what he's brought you through. Come on, good stuff. I want to hit on, on one thing that you talked about at Backburner Dreams. As we head into 2020, there are probably a lot of people here that are thinking about what do I want to do this year, um, and maybe they have a, a Backburner Dream. Tell us what that means and, and how you know it's time for that dream to come to life. Andy and I have this, we're visual people. We're, as Isaac said, we like to be creative and just like have these analogies. But for us, the planting a church was on our Backburner for years, and it was simmering. And about a year ago, it was brought to a boil, and it was something we couldn't ignore anymore. And so we had two options. We had the option of either dealing with that dream and going after it or turning the burner off and saying not anymore. Because for years, I just kept, I feel like, turning the dial and simmering it. And so I don't know if maybe your limitation is finances or resources or education or support, or you think your age is an issue, you're too young, you're too old. I just think that do not limit God and whatever dreams you have, speak them out. And for us, it wouldn't have been God's timing five years ago, three years ago. It was 2019 to chase this dream. And so that's what Backburner Dreams is for us, was taking the lid off our dream. And both of us honestly speaking it out too, because for years, like I would feel it, then Andy went and vice versa, but it was God unifying us together as a couple as well. Awesome. How fun was this, everybody? Let's give it up for the, our expert guests. This was great, and um, that was our first Live Echo podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the Echo Church podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please take just a second to share it with a friend or family member who might need to hear this word today. And if you're feeling alone, lost, have a question, or want help with anything, please reach out to us we are the echo.church slash contact. We would love to help you no matter who you are or where you're at. Thank you so much for listening. And if you want to learn more, make sure to head over to that website, we are the echo.church to get all the details and upcoming services and events.